1: Just enjoying some sunny weather here in South Florida and ready to share an awesome conversation with you about entrepreneurship. His name is Jerry Bolander, and he's a 20-plus year entrepreneur, and the reason we're diving into entrepreneurship, more so I should say the future of entrepreneurship, is his book is called The Entrepreneur Ethos, How to Build a More Ethical, Inclusive, and Resilient Entrepreneur Community. And I think that is really important and it caught my attention. So I wanted to dive into his experience and see what his insights were all about, um, because it is the future of entrepreneurship. It's the direction that things are going, you know, to be more ethical, to be more inclusive. Um, And of course, resilience is always an important uh, characteristic as well. So we're gonna go into that and we're gonna learn a little bit about what that is and what those trends are and why it's important. Um, And this is very applicable to any new social entrepreneur, purpose-driven entrepreneur, or even economic entrepreneur because how we approach business and the way we think about it and our intentions are really important to defining the outcomes that we get. And those outcomes are obviously relative to everybody around you in the world, okay? So we're gonna tap into that in just a minute. So what if we also were able to find a new way to give more people access to education education is such an important part of life um you know the less educated well then the more problematic i I always feel like a a dangerous person the more dangerous someone is is because they're they just don't have the opportunity to be educated they can't contribute to the economy they don't know certain things and so you know we really need to help more people get access to education but the question is how do you do that we have a certain system that's in place and it's it's in many ways failing us, especially in areas like South Africa. We have um, historically put on the cover of our magazine, Taddy Bletcher. He's an award-winning social entrepreneur. He's out in South Africa, and he's part of the Maharishi Institute and a few other organizations, and he's doing incredible work in the education space. And so we ended up interviewing... Um, Gabriella Geffen as well, who is someone that he works with. And they, we have a a really incredible story in issue 14 that we just released in Change Kidder Magazine called the University of the Future. And they have put together a model, a strategy, a plan, whatever you want to define it as. And they are successfully creating the university of the future they are giving access to people who say listen i want to contribute to the economy but i don't have the opportunity to do so i can't get into school i don't have the money there there was the the movement called the fees must fall in south africa i don't know if you remember that it was a huge thing look it up on google And they had a huge protest there because they were raising the prices on university. So now people really couldn't get education. And what does that do for the economy, the world? And it's a huge, huge problem. Education is really where it all begins. We've got to have an educated public. So giving more people access to education is critical. And there's so many ways that we can think about and do that and help in that space. And these guys are just doing it at a a really big scale. And while it's starting in South Africa, their plans are scaling globally, okay? But what we do is we interview Gabriella and we break down the strategies, we ask them the tough questions, and we figure out, well, how are you doing this? What are the ideas? How does it work? And this could really inspire for you new ideas and things that you might be interested or things in doing and things that you might be able to do. So it's really important to understand how people are breaking down these processes, how they're thinking about it and what's working and what's not. And that's what we're going to demonstrate in that article. So there is a live interview um, and there is a full feature article with audio narration as well. So definitely check out issue 14. If you're not a subscriber yet, You can read it for one month free. Just go in, you subscribe, you will not be billed. You'll get 30 days and you can just read the magazine. And then after that, if you want to continue, then the billing will start. So if you don't, you just cancel and that's it. Within the 30 days, you're good to go. So you get 30 days for free. Um, We have put a lot of time and effort into making it a really good reading experience. And so hopefully you guys will like it. It's, It's designed for mobile first. So definitely check it out. And if you guys love it, we really appreciate a review on iTunes. Um, no other updates at this point. So guys, just, just um, hang on tight and we're going to dive into this conversation and see what Jari has to say about the entrepreneur ethos. I know you're going to dig this. At the end, we'll say goodbye and um, I just hang on the line. We'll just wrap up. Sure. All right. Hey, Jari, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are you doing today, man? I'm
0: doing great, Adam. appreciate you uh, having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited to hear more about your book. Uh looks like, looks like it aligns very well with our mission and it's exactly what we like to see. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and um, inform our listeners exactly what they can get out of that. Uh, so give me a little background though. So before you wrote that book, what kind of, now the book, just so everybody knows, is The Entrepreneur Ethos, How to Build a More Ethical, Inclusive, and Resilient Entrepreneur Community. So give us a little background. What gave you the knowledge, and power to write that book.
0: Yeah, so I've I've been an entrepreneur for over twenty years. Uh, I've been at six startups, and I've been blogging for the last ten years. Uh, so I love to write, and I love to communicate ideas, and I love to you know teach people, and you know be part of our community. Um, and I thought uh, it's always good to share your ideas and put them on it in a tangible form Um, it's it's just really important that if you have something to say and all of us have something to say i mean it doesn't matter if you're a one-year entrepreneur a 30-year entrepreneur everyone's got a story um, to tell and i had a story to tell with um with the entrepreneur ethos and it basically the genesis of it came from a couple of things the first was I was at a accelerator called 500 Startups yeah, which is it. here yeah which is here in San Francisco uh Bay Area where I'm from and where I where I live. And uh I was in batch 14 uh, and you know my company Lab Sensor Solutions we were a little bit on the older side mm-hmm, <laughs> of all yep. of, our, of our cohort. Um, and so what was really great was that I mean we had a lot more experience and knowledge and a lot of the young people that were there and there was just this wide swath of different types of businesses and different types of people from different demographics and what would happen is that they would come up to us us being me and my co-founders and start asking some questions about you know our experiences and how we pitch our company and how we tell our story and 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 500 has got a great program for growth hacking and, you know, the one metric that matters and pitch camp and does just your whole network. I mean, there's just this huge amount of buzz. Uh, There's not a lot of internal development. Mm. So they just don't have time to teach you how to be more resilient or disciplined or what it means to have hustle. I mean, there's hustle. They do talk a little bit about hustle but yeah. um you, you, th- there was no internal development like how do i be a better entrepreneur it's always focused on how do i build my business quicker okay yeah and so i decided there was that experience there was also the experience of my late wife who, who passed away Uh, From leukemia. Wow, sorry uh, to hear that. Yeah, thank you. In April of 2017, she was a minority woman entrepreneur that was experiencing all the things that people are experiencing now, right? The misogyny, the sexism, Mm -hmm. the racism, the patriarchy, and the non inclusiveness of minorities and women in the entrepreneur community. And You know, we talked about that and her experience. She was in sports PR, so that was even worse. (laughs) You know, there's this whole, like, you know, it's amazing. And and so she always encouraged me to use what little, you know, power and platform I have to get one, get the word out about what I felt about this. And, but more importantly, provide resources and my take on how I think it should be better. And so that was sort of the genesis of the book. I interviewed a bunch of entrepreneurs, I did a bunch of research, yeah. um, looked around, and I'm like, you know, there's, I don't see a book quite like this that talks about the internal struggle and that it's not always in sunny and startup land and we're not always (laughs) crushing it you know and you know it's not all about the free meals and the the back massages and you know entrepreneurs sometimes have to like you know take the trash out and clean the bathroom so
1: right oh (laughs) yeah all the successes take 10 years (laughs)
0: exactly exactly and 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 so if we don't talk about this as a culture, uh, an entrepreneur culture, if we don't encourage each other to help each other, if we don't um, be uh, the change we want to see, then it's then it's none of this is going to happen. Because I mean, you can you can pass every law on the planet if it's not. In the culture to change in which we have to we have to be the change agents we have to go and be like you know this is unacceptable this is wrong and this is what we're going to do about it and my first take on it is this book this is my take on how i think we should act as an entrepreneur community
1: right okay so tell me let's dive into it just a little bit and give people a sense of Um, I guess for starters, before we get into the actual contents of the book and and some of the key takeaways and things like that, um, how long did it take you? What was your process for publishing a book? I mean, everyone always talks about it. You know, I want to publish a book but you know, you hear the, learn to publish a book in two weeks or, you know, like so what was was your process um, for putting it together? It's it's a nice um, equity builder for your personal brand and things like that. So there's value as a milestone, right? So talk to anybody listening right now is like you know when you're thinking about how do i become an expert in a space part of building your own personal brand and credibility you know a thing like a book will not make you rich necessarily i mean i'm not saying it can't but at the end of the day it probably won't but it does give you good personal brand equity and builds your credibility so it is worth pursuing as a key milestone as part of that process so what was involved with this for you
0: Yeah. I mean, first of all, books are like startups. (laughs) We're not all going to be unicorns. (laughs) So, um, you know, this is my fourth book and, uh, it's, uh, you know, each one gets better and each one's a shot at, you know, getting something out in the world that people will appreciate and use. And so the process I used, uh, was a combination of a bunch of things um, I am really a big fan of this thing called the story grid which is a framework for telling stories that work mm-hmm. and so what I did was I had originally started this book off as you know an outline the way I normally do stuff outline it what's the theme you know what's the big idea and then I sort of ran into some barriers I'm like God you know this thing isn't really working. How am I going to transition from, you know, the first part to the second part and what's the order and what's the big idea? You know, what's this arc? Yeah. And that that's why the story grid was such a powerful tool because it gave me a very quantifiable way to tell if the stories that I'm putting in the book are working. What's the big idea? What's the, how can I get the reader from point A to point B because the, the most important thing that I needed to do with this book is that when someone picks it up and they read it, they understand right away this is the ethos, this is what Jari stands for, this is his thesis mm-hmm. of the whole book, and then the entire book proves the thesis, and then at the end, the wrap-up is this is how, if applied, the world moves forward. and. And, and like any business, like in any creative project, uh, it was just the discipline to like write every day, look stuff up, you know, do yeah. the interviews. Um, and I did about 50 interviews for the book. Not all of them are in the book. Um, mm-hmm. But I had these these threats in my experience at 500 Startups, my experience at another incubator called Launchpad Digital Health.
1: right?
0: My experience pitching my company at various pitch events. Just sort of, kind of coalesced in this big idea that, in order for our entrepreneurial culture to survive and thrive, we needed an ethos like warriors of the past and present have an ethos Mm. that guides us to be the top, the best we can be. Not, not. I mean, ethics are like ethics are, are are great, but they're not. They're like the minimum bar. I wanted the maximum bar. I wanted, like, I want to strive for that. And what I tried to do is I tried to devoid that or separate that from the financial fame and fortune and all the other things that are what normally get reported on. And I turned inward and said, mm-hmm as an entrepreneur on the entrepreneurial path just like if I was on the monk path or the warrior path or the doctor path or whatever
1: right.
0: what when I look in what do I need in order for me to go on this path and be successful and happy and, and success is not necessarily defined by how much money I've made how many accolades I get but internally how do I how do I lead my life and So it took 22 months to write and publish. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it was one of those things where I'm very proud of how it came out. Uh, I want people to talk about it. You know, it's one of those things, like you said, stands the test of time in terms of from a personal brand perspective. Yeah. I'm, when I reached out to you and I said, Hey, I got a book. You're like, Oh wow, cool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think not only is it a good exercise for building personal brand equity, but it's a good exercise to, Hone in on your expertise. I mean, just doing the research, doing the writing, and thinking about how to organize your thoughts on a topic that's important to you, um, the level of insight and awareness you get from that is incredible. I mean, you, you know, I've written hundreds of blog articles on different topics and things like that, but every time you read and write and do those things, I mean, there's one thing to think about something. It's another thing to put it on paper and articulate your thoughts into a tangible document, Document, right? So it's it really helps you think through stuff. So I can imagine totally. that after you wrote this book, you feel 10 times more confident and organized in your thinking on these topics.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- that's that's a very astute observation. And I, I really do do feel that. Uh, I think the other thing that it, it does, and, and this is a really interesting, it's kind of a side effect, yeah. um, is that it holds you accountable. So I put out the entrepreneur ethos, right? It's basically my philosophy on how I run a company, how I want to behave, and how I want others to behave. Yeah. So now I've got the standard, right? So if someone meets me and I am not acting or I, or they feel that I'm not adhering to the ethos, they can be like, well, Hey, you wrote this, <laughs> you know, they, they can check me. No, I mean, and this is like the peer peer, like, Hey, you know, well, how does this jive with the ethos? And you're like, Oh, you know, you're right. So, so now I've put forth in the world, the standard in which I want to be held to. And that's a very powerful thing because now I'm accountable. I'm accountable to our community. I'm accountable to society I'm accountable for my actions, and that's what we need more of. That it's not, and this is all you know the, the stuff that's going on with all the harassment and you know misogyny and patriarchy stuff that everyone's talking about, and all these women are coming out and saying, "Hey, I've been harassed. I've done this and this." Like they are now comfortable to share their story now we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard. And and that's a very powerful thing. That's so powerful. And that's what changes culture and changes the world. No law is ever going to change that. It's going to be our community as entrepreneurs saying, No, we don't want to be viewed as this. We want to be viewed like this.
1: Right.
0: And so that's why really, you know, what you guys are doing, you know, what you're doing with your podcast and and all the discussions are just very powerful. Right.
1: Right.
0: We need to we need to be the change we want to see.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay, so great. I mean, and I I love, uh, you know, I always think, you know... I haven't written a book and I always think, well, if you're going to be an expert in something, I always think of it in terms of what would be your TED talk. <laughs> you know, it's like, exactly. How do you, exactly. what is that key thing and how much do you know about it? And if you could do a TED talk, what can you speak intelligently for 20 minutes? It's hard to call it down. That's the beauty of it too. You ever hear that quote? Um, you know, if I had more time, I would have wrote a shorter letter. <laughs> exactly.
0: I think that was, uh, was that? That wasn't Hawthorne. Anyway, yeah, I know who, I know who, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. A
1: a, a powerful quote. Um, Yeah. let's dig into the book a little bit. So one of the things that catches my attention the most, um, and I have not had a chance to read the book, so I'm going to ask questions here. Um, Okay. You say in the subtitle, How to Build a More Ethical, Inclusive, and Resilient Entrepreneur Community. So when you're talking about community, you mentioned like, this is how I would operate a business. You cr- you're talking about creating a, a good culture for the business, which is the community, not necessarily like building a social network and Facebook community.
0: Well, I mean, I think it's both. Um, we as entrepreneurs uh, need to help each other out uh the the most beautiful thing about 500 startups and going through that program and going through accelerator programs like you know like launchpad digital health is another great example right. uh you meet people like-minded entrepreneurs that are trying to do exactly the same thing you're doing they're trying to change the world they're trying to move the status quo they're battling against every single thing you can think of (laughs) to try to like have, you know, and they have the audacity to be like, yeah, I'm right. And everyone else is wrong. Uh, and so that community, as you build that community, um, having a common language, having a common set of traits, values, and beliefs, having a common ethos, uh, allows us to, you know hold each other to a higher standard which yeah. which is really important and and that ripples into the company so you know the company that I am I'm at now lab sensor solutions you know everyone I work with follows the ethos i mean they are all stellar humans that just believe what i believe And we work great together and we're trying really hard to make our company successful and we want to do it. We want to win with honor is the way I like to say it. Uh, We're not going to, you know, lie, cheat, steal and do all of these nefarious things. You know, for us, business is not war. You know, war is war. War is miserable. There's no analogy to business at all, in my opinion, it's just you're, you're. Come on, no one's shooting at you. Come on, this is like <laughs> ridiculous. You know what I mean? I know, And yeah. so, you know, I mean, and 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 I understand. I understand why the analogy's there because you know that's a more of a uh, constrained. The pie is so big. Like I've got to take mine, as opposed to having more of an attitude of like, no, I'm going to expand the pie. I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to build things, and that's what entrepreneurs do. We expand the pie. We we, yeah. we make these never existed before. And right. that's hard.
1: It, it's really hard. And, um, you know, I think that's interesting too. I never really agreed with the, you know, the war analogy either. And, you know, I look at business as, you know, I hate the mentality of almost, you know, the conventional um, bottom line focus and the conventional, almost like machoism, like I'm out to conquer my competitor versus, you know, you know, thinking co- competition versus collaboration, like all these little, right. you know, philosophies and uh, values that people have and approach business with. If you approach business with those intentions and mindsets, you operate a certain kind of business because you're making specific decisions based on those beliefs. So to me, to I like what you have done and trying to change the narrative about how we think and approach business and shape our cultures and communities because it inf- impacts the decision making from the top down, which is going to get. It's like I always think of things as an algorithm. It's like changing the variables of the algorithm, and then in the end, we get a different output. You know, and I, it sounds like that's what you're you're kind of talking about.
0: Yeah, I mean, excellent observation. Um, I. I never really thought of it that way, but I really want to have us as a community talk about our culture, talk about the good and the bad, and then improve it so that it's more inclusive. Uh, You know, one of the things that I find frustrating is the lack of minority and women in the entrepreneur game. Um, yeah, it's been a big you know, topic
1: of discussion lately, too. Yeah,
0: and, and and it's been this way for decades, and, you know, there's not very many women or minority VCs, they get less money, you know, the thing that I found, and, and I've worked with um, through, you know, through Jane's company, um, she used to work with a lot of professional athletes, and she would work with their foundations, mm-hmm. and most professional athletes um, love to give back, especially to kids, because they know... Like they came from nothing and they really want to make sure that they're giving back. Right. And part of what I would see when I would help her with various events, football camps. And we did this thing called the, uh, Poman's challenge for, uh, kids being founders for a day, uh, through, um, Atlanta Falcon, Don Tari Poe. I mean, these are, these kids are creative and they're got tenacity and they're smart and they hustle and I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm pretty lucky, you know, to be honest. You know, I'm a tall white guy, as Jane <laughs> used to say. You know, I I I have certain advantages. I mean, it's just true. I mean, you can't deny that. I had to work hard, and I continue to work hard. But you know, I have I have been I have access to things, and not a lot of. Minority and women entrepreneurs have access to, and when we were when we would go to these to these schools and these areas that were severely under um, resourced, and you know these these kids are just like have no I wouldn't say no hope, but their hope is to like you know get a job that's not going to be very fulfilling. And when we start working with them and talking with them, you realize that you need to open up. Yeah. The entrepreneur community to embrace these different types of people because there's a lot of talent out there. And it is just so important that we as a community, especially the dominant members of the community, reach out, you know, help out, be the resource, say, you know, speak the truth about the in, in you know, the inequality and inequity
1: yep. and
0: do something about it. And right. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm I'm trying to do something about it.
1: I love that. So I guess I want to give some people some highlights here. So you're going to pick up this book. What are some of the key? I mean, you talk about even just looking at the description here, which is, you know, it's for sale on Amazon. Um, you know, you mentioned the Facebooks, Twitters, Teslas as like the big companies. And you, I guess, you, like you said, you've interviewed over 50. Not all of them are in the book. But what are some of the key like lessons and and things that people have to learn if they pick up and read this book? And, and is it for a certain person? Who is the book best suited for as well?
0: So uh, what I tried to do is make this book accessible to as many people as possible. The there There's a couple of different demographic of people. Um, the first one, ironically, is the significant other friends and family of an entrepreneur that right. want to understand the game. <laughs> so sure. you're like, oh, hey, you know, your mom could read this book and understand it. And, and, and what I really try to do was use examples that everyone knew. You know, like, oh, I know about Airbnb, you know, like things that are very dominant in the culture. Uh, the, the second demographic is an entrepreneur or potential entrepreneur
1: okay. yeah. that
0: may want to start out. And then the third would be existing entrepreneurs that want to, you know, improve our culture and start to have these discussions and, 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 be, and have a framework for having the discussion. And, you know, if, 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 if you get anything out of the book, uh, the one thing that I think would be great is that, and it's only, it's, it's only two pages, it's actually the actual entrepreneur ethos. Um, it's this is what I feel as a community, we should strive for. And you know, it's got five tenants to it. And those tenants to me, really capture what our culture is all about and how we need to constantly strive to be better.
1: Right, right, and I saw that some of the the reviews you have, you have some really good positive reviews. They you, you talk a lot, I guess, in the book about some successes and failures, and some of the things that the struggles, I guess, these even the big companies are going through, and, and demonstrate. Now, does that all tie into um, you know the way they operate their cultures? Is there an association there? I
0: mean, there is some. I mean, you know, in any like for example, big company, right. You're going to have, uh, the status quo and there's lots of examples of that. You know? yeah, yeah. There's the, there's the Apple two versus the Mac guys. There's the Mac versus the iPod. There's, um, you know, even at Google, you know, some of the stuff that Google's doing, yeah. uh, some of the stuff that even IBM, you know, Back in the day and like IBM now is not a hardware company more it mostly sells services and cloud mm-hmm. Amazon is another one you know they, they have to constantly innovate or some young upstart's going to crush them and how many times has this happened in history it's right I mean <laughs> the world is littered with the carcasses of of big companies that you know oh,
1: yeah.
0: that didn't make it like blockbuster like pets.com you know anyway so
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> well that was squeezed out basically <laughs>
0: yeah you know and and so you know Sears and Kmart or whatnot so yeah i mean um what what really the a lot of these companies have in common both the entrepreneur companies and the big companies, is that there's a small group of people that want to change the way want to change the status quo mm-hmm. and they see a better way, and they fight for their idea. Mm-hmm. And they have, they have an activist mindset, which means that they may not know how to get there. They may, not, they may have a lot of bumps in the road, but they believe in the cause. And that is a very, very powerful yeah. uh, feeling and, um, and drive to get people to, to do great things. Right. Uh, and that's exactly what I've seen doing the research and, and, and whatnot that the companies and the entrepreneurs that had an activist mindset, they had the passion and the discipline, the determination and the grit to see through the, the, the challenges that were going to get thrown at them. I mean, you know, every single startup has had the point where like, we're running out of money. You know, <laughs> we need to pivot. No one's buying it. You know, like, I mean, I, you know, you know, the, one of the reasons I found you is because of, uh, I saw your interview with Sam Parr over at right, The Hustle, right? And I, 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 think Sam's a great entrepreneur, and I'm um, actually, I've actually invested in his company through their crowdfunding yeah. campaign. It's really cool.
1: I forget um, what were they crowdfunding at the time.
0: It was just some equity. You could buy a piece of, you know, you could invest in. Oh, the Hustle. it
1: was an equity crowdfunding equity format.
0: Crowdfunding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty, oh, you know, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, and it's sold out within 36 hours. I mean, it's ridiculous, wow. but okay. uh, well, I mean, and you know, they're a hot media company right now and, oh, and yeah. Sam is, is trying to build the next big thing and, and he's being successful and he's going through the same growing pains and he's got, you know, he's had the same challenges and, you know, and it's just great to see his pragmatic approach. Right. I mean, right. this is one of those things where you're like, wow, this is amazing. That a media company, you know, could be built so quick, right? And with such passion, and, and 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 all the things that I mean, I interviewed him in the book. I mean, the the chapter on hustle is was inspired by him. Like, I'm like, I need a chapter on hustle. Watching <laughs> to Sam, I'm like, well, of course, I need a chapter on hustle. And guess what? He's the first story in the chapter on hustle. Uh, so um, that's th- hilarious. Th- you know the the magic combination of, of all these traits, values, and beliefs uh, may seem daunting, uh, and and they and they can be. But the thing that's interesting is that if you know yourself, like you are, you know, you're self reflective and you, you understand where your strengths and weaknesses are, then you go out and find people that can fill in the gaps. And right. and and I think what I've seen on successful startups and successful. Big companies is that they understand the mix. They understand that I don't, I can't always have A plus superstars that are doing. They can only do one thing. I need to have, you know, the the mechanic type guy who just right. turns the. I you know, I need a very diverse skill set because that is the only way I'm going to fill in blind spots and like gaps. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of great people that. All they want to do is crank out code. They're not going to be thinking about the next big thing. They're like, hey, man, I just love writing code or I love manufacturing whatever widget and I'm really good at it, you know? So that was another thing I think is really important is to look, and the reason why I want more inclusion in the community is because the diversity of skills and perspectives is so important. I mean, we fill in the gaps that we need to fill in. And if we exclude people, that is just not, it's, we're going to be a worse off culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Star. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're spot on, and I like the direction you took everything. And it sounds like a really awesome book. It's got lots of good feedback, so I do uh, encourage people to check it out. I mean, this is the Entrepreneur Ethos: How to Build a More Ethical, Inclusive, and Resilient Entrepreneur Community, which all sounds exactly like what we need today. So, Jari, thank you for taking the time to share a little background about how you approached this and got involved, and uh, what it's all about. It's really cool.
0: Oh, I really appreciate it, Adam. Uh, great conversation. Love to continue it on. You know, we gotta talk more about this in our in our entrepreneur culture. We need to be the change we want to see. I mean, we really gotta raise the bar. I mean, there's just no other way we're gonna solve all the problems we have in the world. so
1: absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Let's stay in touch. And uh, until next time. That's all
0: for this episode. Your next step is to join the Change Creator Revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play. Or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.